Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today we are learning the Mem Beis Amur Aleph. We're going to begin with the Tanu Rabbonon, that's eight lines from the bottom of Mem Aleph Amud Beis. And we will learn with Hashem's help until the end of the second parak. And we'll start the third parak as part of the next shear on the Mem Beis Amud Beis. So let's begin. Tanu Rabbonon we learned in Abraisa. Ochal tzli mi if a person ate from the carbon Pesach, um, the, a roasted carbon Pesach, um, during the daytime, while it was daytime, not at the correct time of eating the carbon Pesach, which is Mishach HaSheicha, once it gets dark, but rather earlier in the day, Chayev, a person is Chayev. We'll see what Chayev means in a moment, but a person is Chayev. And if a person eats a kezayis of not roasted, not fully roasted, a little bit raw, um, carbon pesach, partially raw, um, while it's, when it's dark outside, when it's the zman of the achila of the carbon pesach, chayiv. And this is something that we learned on the, on the mem aleph on the we learned this at length that a person is chayiv if during the time that they are obligated to eat the carbon Pesach, they eat it in a way that's, um, that the Torah says not to, that's when you're over the lav. Zogdi Gemara. So we have two dinim in this b'raisa. Number one, that you're chayiv if you eat tzli during the day. Number two, that you're chayiv if you eat no at night. So the Gemara reasonably compares those two things because they come together in the Brisa. So the Gemara says, Kotoni tzli It says tzli similar to no. In other words, the roasted during the day is, is, is listed in the Brisa in a similar manner as the raw eaten at night. Now, the raw eaten at night, if someone does that when it says chayev, what are you chayev? You're chayev because you're over a love. You're chayev malchus. Ma no belav, just like by no, it's, it's being over a love, it would seem that this b'raisa holds af tzli belav, that if you eat the tzli during the day, you're over a love. Now we have to figure out what love that is. Bishlama no. Bishlama the no, so then we know that w- what the lav is, we know that it's a loisa say, because the Pazak says, Mefurish ksiv, it says in the Torah, al toichlumi menu no, don't eat it no, you, that's straight out, it's a loisa say. Elotzli, but, but sli minolan. Where do we know that you're not allowed to eat the carbon pesach during the day when it's roasted? Because the Pasuk te- says, when it's telling us what we should do, the Pasuk says, That you should eat the meat on that night, meaning the night of the 15th, the night of the Leil HaSeder. So we learn out from Balayla Hazer, Balayla in. Yes, you should eat the carbon Pesach at night. But not by day, you should not. So now, where do you see the Isser of eating the Tzli by day? It's inferred from the Mitzvah Saseh. It's not a Loi Saseh. It's an inferred Isser from the Mitzvah that tells us when we should eat the carbon Pesach. 
Hi, love habo michlala seyu. This is a love. This is an iser that's inferred from an asay. And we have a rule about that. The klala is that whenever you have a love that's inferred from a mitzvah asay, asay, that has a din of an asay. So if a person would eat the tzli during the day, he's violating an asay, but that doesn't make it into a love. Zakti Gemara Omar Rav Chista Rav Chista said, "Ha Mani Rabbi Yehudahi. Who is this? Who is this Tana that seems to hold that if you eat slim if you eat from the carbon pesach during the day, we consider it a lav? It must be the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. I moved on to Daf Mem Beis Omar Aleph. Rabbi Yehudahi Detanya, as we learned in a brisa. The brisa brings a pasuk." About, about animals that are being muktash for the base hamikdash. And the Brysa says as follows, the Tanya, it says in the Brysa, Shor vose sorua vekolot. If a person has an axe or a sheep that's sorua or kolot, sorua vekolot are two forms of mumim that make an animal not eligible for a carbon. Rashi says that sarua means that it has one aver larger than the other, like one large eye and one small eye. So that's sarua. And kolot, Rashi says, is like we know that a kosher animal has split hooves. Rashi says if the hooves are, are, are connected together, they're klutais. So that's, um, that's, a, that's considered a mum. So the Brisa says that in, uh, on this pasuk, the pasuk tells us Sharva says Sarua vekolot that if you have an ox or a sheep that has the mumin that are called Sarua and kolot nedava tase oisai, you can make it a nedava. You could donate it to the Mesa Mikdash to be part of the bedek bias of the Beis Hamikdash, part of the part of the possessions of the Beis HaMikdash, so you can make it into a Beis HaMikdash, but, um, but the, the end of that Pasuk is, but you can't use it as a, as a carbon. You can't make it into a carbon because it's not acceptable for a carbon. So this is the pasuk that the brisa is based on. Shor so the Brysa is Medayik, Oisoi, that you should make as a donation to the Bedek Habayas, to the storehouses of the Beis HaMikdash. Oisoi atomatfis lebedek Habayas. That you can be Makdish. Matfis is a way of, of, of being Makdish, of making a nether that something is hectish. Oisoi atomatfis lebedek habayis. That the animal with a mum you could make hektish for bedek habayis. The e atomatfis tmimim lebedek habayis. You cannot be matfis whole non mum animals for the bedek habayis. In other words, the brisa understands from the fact that the Torah says that the animals with a mum that's what you should make as a donation. That an animal that theoretically eligible to go on the Mizbeach, one may not donate it just to be one of the possessions of the Beis HaMikdash and not for Karbanos. The only animals that should be donated 
to the Bedek Habayis, to the general tzedakah fund of the Beis HaMikdash, are animals that would not be eligible to be Karbonois. Mikan Omru, from here they said, Kol HaMatfis Tmimim LeBedek Habayis, Anyone who makes a, a neder to make whole animals, non-mum animals, animals that are eligible for korbanos, to be part of the bedek habayis, the bedek habayis is like the treasury of the Beis HaMikdash, over be'asei, they're over the asei of shor v'asei, sarua v'kolot, nedava, ta'asei o'isei, they're over an asei. The b'risa goes on and says, Ein li elo be'asei. I only know from what you're telling me, <coughs> excuse me, that you're over a mitzvah saseh, b'loy saseh minai. And how do you know that you're over a loy saseh? Talmud loymar, the Pesach tells me, by yedaber Hashem el Moshe leymar. The beginning of this parsha in the Torah begins with the words, as so many parshiyos do, by yedaber Hashem el Moshe leymar, and chazal darshan this leymar. Limeid al kol ha-parsha kula This teaches us about every, about the entire parsha that is below. The fact that it says vayedaber Hashem al Moshe Lamar tells me that it's a mitzvah, that it's a loisase. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda, these are the words of Rabbi Yehuda. Oh, Marloi Rebbe Lebar Kaporo. Rebbe said to Bar Kaporo, Me'e Mashma. Where do you see from the Pasuk of Ayadabra Hashem al Moshe Lamer that it's a Loisa say? It just says Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, Where, where do you see a Loisa say? Oh, Marloi Bar Kaporo answered Rebbe and he said as follows. Dichsev, because the Pasuk says Lamer. Lamer is like a new trick and Lamer is like a, a, a abbreviation. Saying loy nemar bidvarim, there's a loy that was said along with this. In other words, whatever mitzvah you're about to see, a loy, a no, a loisase comes along with it. Be Rav Amri in the base medrash of Rav, they said that lamar similar is lav amur. A lav was said. It's also a new trick, and lamar stands for lav amur. A lav was said here. So they, so this shita is the shita of Rabbi Yehuda, that when it says Vayedaber Hashem al Moshe Lamar, it means to introduce a Laisa, say a very unique shita. So in our case as well, by the Karben Pesach, the parsha of Karben Pesach also begins with the Lamar, with the Vayoymer Hashem al Moshe Vil Aaron Lamar. So just like Rabbi Yehuda would say on the Vayedaber Hashem al Moshe Lamar that it's the introduction of a Loisa say, Rabbi Yehuda will say the same thing by a Karben Pesach. So true, if you're not going with Rabbi Yehuda, so then you would say that eating a raw carbon Pesach, you know, at night, that, that would be a, a, be violating a loisa say, because it says, al menu not, says beferish not to eat it. But eating the carbon Pesach during the day, that's just inferred from an assay, because it says, eat the carbon Pesach at night, vice so we see from here that you shouldn't eat it during the day, but according to Rabbi Yehuda, since the parsha begins with the word lamar, so therefore we know lav omer that there's a lav here. 
Okay, the last Gemara here, the last uh, Sugya, before we have this Chus to finish the Perek, is Mei Tashmisho Yishel Nachtoim. Mei Tashmisho Yishel Nachtoim is that the Mishnah tells us that the waters that are used by the baker to wash his hands, those waters should be spilled out, they they should not be used because they could be machmets, they could make things into chametz. So the Gemara says as follows, Tani Chada. One Brysa said about this, that that it should be poured in a place of an incline. It should be poured in a place where it's going to be, where it's going to be washed away. And it should not be poured in a place of Ishbayrin. Ishbayrin means standing water. Rashi says, fascinatingly, Rashi says that it comes from the word shvira, which means broken, because in order to have water gathered to be standing water, there needs to be a break in the ground where the water would gather. So that's where the word ishbayrin comes from, says Rashi. But but the, the Bryce is saying that you should not allow it to gather, because it's too dangerous, it's very chametz stick of water, it makes things chametz. However, Zakti Gemara Vitanya Idach, there's another Brysa that says that Shaifchin Bimakim Ha Ishbayrin, that you may pour it in a place where the water is gathered. Says the Gemara, it's not a problem. It's not a stira. Although one Brysa says that it should be poured Dafka where there's an incline and it will be, it'll, 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 it'll rush, uh, the waters will, will, will drain away and, and not to put it in a place where it, where it will gather. And the other Brysa says that you can pour it into a place where the water will gather. It's not a kasha. Loi kasha, it's not a kasha. Hodenefishi. When the, when the Brysa warned us that it should not be in a place where it gathered, that's when there was a lot of water. When there's a lot of water, dekavu, so it will gather. Kavu is like the word mikvah. It means gathered. Yikavu hamayim, in parashas voracious. Ha delay nefishi. When the other Bryce is talking about that there isn't a lot of water, delay kavu, so it won't gather. In other words, if you pour into a little hole in the ground the water, it'll and it's just a little bit, so it'll drain quickly and, and disappear. So that's what the Bryce meant, that you don't have to worry about that. Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Isha loitalosh ela b'mayim shalanu. Rav Yehuda said that a woman should not knead the dough unless it's with water that slept the night. Meaning that it's water that was not drawn today. Sometimes water that's drawn today could have a certain high temperature, could be warm, and you need it to go through a cool night to cool down the water. It's very important to prevent chimots by making sure that the matzois are kneaded with cold water. So mayim shalanu is water that rested, that slept, like to be lun. Okay, very interesting thing happened. Darsha Masna bipapunya. Rav Masna's darshan, this halacha, he quoted this vart, this halacha from Rabbi Yehuda in Papunya when he was giving a drasha. The people in Papunya heard Mayim Shalanu. They didn't realize it was coming from the word lun. They thought it was Mayim Shalanu, Mayim that's ours. So he, they thought that the Rav was telling them that they have to use his water. Lamachar the next day, you see there, Amunas Chachamim. Aisu kule alma chatzvayu, 
the whole city brought their kalim, and they came to him, they came with their kalim, and they said to him, give us water, we hear you said we should take your water, our water, so please give us water. Omar Lahu, he said to them, no, I didn't mean our water, I meant water that rested, water that slept, water that went through the night. I meant water that slept, water that went through the night. Dorash Rava. Rava Darshind, once was so saying over Drushus about this subject, <coughs> Rava Darshind is following that when the woman is kneading the dough for the, for the matzah, Isha loitolosh bechama. She should not knead the dough in the sun. It makes it too warm and too easy to become chametz. V'loi bechame chama, and not in waters that were warmed by the sun. Rashi says warmed by the sun in kol if it was warmed by fire, but even warmed by the sun. V'loi b'mayim, and not with waters that hagrufin min hamulyer, that were swept out of the mulyer. A mulyer is a like an urn, like a copper keli that holds water. And even after it's not there's no fire on under it anymore, but the water stays warm for a long time. So if a person emptied out the bottom of an urn, you're talking here about water that really was very hot and now still retains some of its warmth, so you shouldn't use it. She should not lift her hands from the oven until she completes all of the matzah. Meaning that she should not take a break. Once she's in there forming the, the, the pass, she should continue without a break until she's done because she should be busy with the dough the entire time until it goes into the oven. She should not take breaks while the dough is sitting there. Utsricha shnei kalim, Rava said. She needs two separate kalim with water in it. Echod shemikatefes boy. One of them that she uses to cut to, to, to wet the outside of the of the matzah of the loaf, they would they would they would put sometimes water on the outside of it, maybe to make it not sticky or something like that. But that water could be could get warm because it's going back and forth, you know, onto the dough. So there was a separate bowl of water, and another bowl of regular cool water that she uses to cool her hands so that her hands shouldn't be too hot and make the, the matzah into chametz. They asked the Shaila in the base Medrash, here you have a list of the, that, of things that we have to be careful about. And the, 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 um, the water has to be cold water. We're warned that the water has to be cold water. What happens if she, if she does it by mistake with warm water? Avra, she was over, Velosha, and she needed in one of the ways that are not, that, that we were told are not appropriate, that is not, are not conducive to the, to the bread not becoming chametz. Mahu, what's the halacha? Avra, Velosha, Mahu. So it's a machlaikis. Marzutra, Omar, Mutter. Marzutra says it's mutter. If you look at it and it doesn't look like it became chametz, let's remember that they, they had a way to check. There are simonim if it's chametz and they look at it and it's not, it doesn't seem to be chametz. So you can eat it. You shouldn't do that, but, but if you, you know, shoo, you, you, you know, you made a mistake and you did it and Baruch Hashem, it didn't become chametz. <laughs>
Ravashi Yomar Asr. Ravashi says that it's Asr. Once you violate that Isr of using warm water, you, you are chayshish v'chimotz, and you cannot eat it. Omar Marzutra. Marzutra said, Mino Aminolo. How do I know that it's mutter? So Marzutra brings up a brisa that we had a short while ago, the Tanya, that we learned in a brisa, Ein loisusin hasa'irin b'pesach. We learned <coughs> two block back that we can, you cannot soak barley on Pesach. Ve'im losas, but if you did soak the barley, so then you look at the barley. In this, in this baku, if the barley, um, kernels became blown up and cracked, asurim, then they're asur. We said then they're imminently chametz. Loin is baku, but if they didn't crack, mutarim, then they're mutar. So you see that even though you, you, even though you did what you're not supposed to do, but if Lamaisa doesn't look like chametz, it's mutter. So the same thing if you, if she kneaded the dough with warm water, Lamaisa, if it doesn't look like it's chametz, it's mutter. Ravashi Omar. Ravashi said, Ravashi said like this, Zakhtar Ravashi, Otu Kulu, Chada Mechisa Machisnu. Are you, um, um, considering the whole thing, Rashi says it's like one woven thing, like one beged. You're just treating all of these halachas like one thing. You're putting, you're marking it all with the same, the same pen, like it's all the same, it's the same halacha. No, there's two separate things. There's soaking barley, that's one sugya. There's using warm water, that's another sugya. Just because when you soak barley, if it doesn't look like hummus, you're allowed to eat it, doesn't mean that when you, when you use warm water, if it doesn't look like hummus, you're allowed to eat it. Hecha de itmar itmar, where it was said, that you can eat it, so you can eat it. Where it was not said, it was not said. And Rashi explains here. Very, very interesting. Rashi says that, that, that Rav Ashi's shita wasn't that wachayshish fechimot. Rav Ashi's shita was that when you use warm water, that's considered such a pshia, such a negligence, that there's a knas that you're not allowed to use it. It's a, like a punishment that you're not allowed to use it. So by this and it's not such a, it's not such a big, uh, it's not such a big, uh, uh, knas. But but over here where where um, where she used where, she, where it was it was baked in a way that's um, that 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 we were told not to over here is considered a um, over here is considered a, a negligence and therefore there is a knas hadran aloch kol bar Hashem we were zayicha to finish the second parak we'll continue be'ezer Hashem next time you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.